I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. It was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hello. And Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. I am so excited about the conversation we get to have today. We are talking to a Disney content creator, and it's funny, I'm going to have to ask him at the beginning how he wants us to call him, because he has lots of different names, John, Panda, Big Fat Panda, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Mr. And Panda. It, Mr. Panda. Mr. Panda. Sire Panda. Panda. Um, Panda Esquire. Sir Panda, if he was in England. Sir Panda. Sir Panda? If he was in outer space, he'd be Space Panda. The Great Panda? Ooh, the Great... Ooh, he could be the original uh, B, uh, uh, BFP. BFP. <laughs> You're right. For his rapping career. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Notorious Panda. The Notorious right? BFP. Okay. That's it. I got you there. I got you there for sure. So we are so excited to talk to him today because it's fun to talk to a Disney content creator. And right at the get-go, I know this is going to be a great interview. So you definitely want to go and check out his channel. Um, And we're also going to ask him about a new website that he has going on. So you can find all of his content in one place. And I can't wait to get into this conversation. So I think we ought to just go ahead and do it. Right, guys? Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Here it is, our conversation with the notorious BFP. We are so excited to welcome to Beyond the Mouse at NPR Illinois Community Voices podcast, Panda. How are you, sir? Very good. I'm pretty happy to be with you guys. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. We're going to jump into some questions here, and then we will uh, also talk a bit about Disney today as well. Uh, so what we're going to do first is talk about your name, because right before we started recording this, I said, what should we call you? Should we call you John? Should we call you Panda? Your channel is Big Fat Panda. So I wanted to know, does there, is there a story behind this? Like, How do you come up with that nickname? There, there absolutely is a story. And it's weird because the story is technically not Disney unless Disney buys DreamWorks. Kung Fu Panda, if you ever watched the movie, at the end, I remember being in the theater. I, I forget my age when part one came out, but younger, obviously. And the villain says to him, you're just a big fat panda. And he says, I'm not a big fat panda. I'm the big fat panda. And he pummels him. And I thought, <laughs> that's great. So I quickly went home and bought the, you know, bigfatpanda.com. And then sure enough, DreamWorks bought .net and whatever else. So people still though, like I'll be in a place and um, a gentleman will come up to me and says, excuse me, sir, my wife wants to say hello, but she's really not sure if you are, uh, how do I say it? How do I put it? Uh, and then they'll say Big Fat Panda because they're scared that if I'm not that person that they insulted a fat guy. So it does have a little bit of shock value, which is kind of cool. It works and people remember it, but that's the story behind it. So. Okay. Well, for people watching on video on our social media, you have your, your logo there. So that's maybe a good way to be able to delineate who you're talking to. So you can only wear that shirt ever when you're in the parks, <laughs> when you're in the grocery store. That's it. You've got, you've got. I, the- I am amazed at the amount of people that bought a shirt when I, when I did put them for sale and women, I'm like, huh, there's a lot more little skinny women that will wear fat on their shirt than I thought would happen. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, I think so they, cute, it's a cute, you know, thank you. It's a so, cute logo. Yeah. I think they know. Yeah. 
Yeah, have you, for sure. Have you gotten a chance to talk to Jack Black about this? By chance? I wish I wish I did. <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> right? I, I really hey, want Brett? Disney to buy the characters. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brett, I yes. think you had our next question. Yes. Well, um, when did so when did you decide vlogging was your path? You know, uh, was my what? Wait, what did you say? Was my what? Was your path? You know, how did oh, you get into vlogging? Oh yeah, you yeah, know that. You know. Okay. You know, I was always I was always a video camera kid as a as a kid, like, you know, and I would make these horrible bungee cord video. It looked like my camera was on a bungee cord. And I remember somebody explaining to me how to take video and I started to get better with it. So when I finally moved to Florida because I, I was a Disney nut, um, and I have a commercial past, like I did T V commercials as a kid in New York. We can get into that at some point. So I said, Let me let me do some Disney videos and I I wanted the people who couldn't, because I was so happy I lived in Florida and I can go and visit the parks, that I said, let me use the video to, for people that can't be here. And I wanted to show the boarding of the ride, the unboarding, you know, the left side, the right side, and really try to make it decent. So that's, uh, and once I saw that people were watching them and liking them, that was all I needed. I was like, okay, this is another way to entertain, uh, you know, in a different venue, different way. Mm-hmm. Well, success, because I've watched them and, and they get you through because we live in the Midwest, so we don't get to go to Disney, you know, as much as a lot of um, Disney fans get to. We do we do our fair share. But anyway, <laughs> but in the I, meantime, I remember. you know, we could we can watch your videos and it's so it's just and it's great. They're great. Thank you. We're so but well done a... too. I'm the editor, so I'm like going so well done. So the know. editing is some of the craziest editing. You must know that, so. for, well, especially like I would edit something like uh, the Carousel of Progress. So I filmed the left side, I filmed the right side, then I filmed the middle, and then I think I filmed some close-ups, and then I got home and put each one on the timeline to get them synced, and then had to decide. When do I send, do this? When do I do that? Do I shut the crying baby off next to me? Even though the audio is really good. Uh, so much of that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. Multicam. Wow. Your own sitcom. It was actually, you and know? you know what's funny? People ask, how many cameras do you have going? It was one. Yes. With something right. like that show, I can do it four times and it's always exact. Yes. But when mm-hmm. I've tried to do that, let's say, with Legend of the Lion King show, they're oh. like, that's a different actor. <laughs> he was. You know, he jumped in the air, and now you have a close-up of him. But I think it's a different guy, and it is. It is. <laughs> That's magic. the magic of <laughs> Disney magic. So yep. yeah, he's a black uh-huh. guy now. He's a white guy in two seconds. Look, he's black again. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely wonderful diversity. Uh, Vanessa, you had a question about all that content. I do. So you, you know, you have such a large catalog of videos on YouTube, and and that's congratulations, by the way, on that. But you. um, you're welcome. But how do you just sustain your passion for Disney? You know, when you have to, well, I, I say have to, but when you go to Disney as frequently as you do and, and make these videos as frequently as you do, how do you keep up with that? You know, you don't. Know, right now, I'm not keeping up because because of COVID. I and the vaccine is so close. I'm kind of like, let me, you know pull back so there's a lot more newer things coming out now that i want to keep up with but that's what it is is disney's always coming up with something new so there's Mm -hmm. always a new store a new restaurant a new attraction or now you know we went to 4k with most everything so there's still attractions i haven't filmed in 4k then a new camera hopefully will come out soon and it'll be better low light so i kind of have to renew everything again so it's it's kind of always it's a struggle to keep up. It's not like I'm running out of stuff 
to do. It's always a struggle. And then there's surprise things like character pop-ups and stuff like that. So there's always stuff going on. When you can tell the quality of your videos because you have so many subscribers, you have a, a hundred thousand subscribers, you oh. have you you know millions of views on uh, some of your most popular uploads, and it's just incredible. You mentioned I want to dive back in because you said something about being uh, involved in commercial video production back in New York. So you're from the East Coast. I'm from the East Coast, from Long Island, and it wasn't commercial video production. It was just me. Whenever they, you know, I, I had an agent, and a lot of times they would send me to commercial auditions. Sometimes they needed a chubby guy. Sometimes it was just because they needed somebody to see if I could fit into it. And depending upon your age, if you if you search the Mead M E A D Trapper Keeper Notebook commercial, that was one that I did. Where if you ever remember, there it says, "Where's your homework?" And it was a chalkboard and, and five kids, I say kids loosely, came up and said, aliens ransacked my room, my printer's down, and I just come up and go, my brother's holding it for ransom. My brother's holding it for ransom. Aliens ransacked my room. My printer's down. You won't need excuses for losing your schoolwork with the Trapper Keeper because Trapper's special folders... So people see that and go, oh, that's you from, you know, they watched it in the 90s on TV. So that gave me a little bit of my you know, personality on camera wanting to be. Sometimes, again, it's just an attraction. Sometimes it's me a little bit. Sometimes it's me doing a show. So it kind of all meshes together. Yeah. Ooh, and one of the I can't wait to that... look at that commercial. Oh, my gosh. And those residuals. If it was a national, they, you go The with residuals that. were amazing. And I didn't know they were going to repeat it year after year. So, like, we were a pretty modest, poor family. And my mother would be like, I got to get you a new air conditioner for your room. And I was like, yeah. And then a check for $2,000 would show up. and be like, Ma, they're playing the commercial again. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about the people that voice the M&M ads for the Santa M&M thing oh, that they've oh been going God. on now for 25 years or whatever that they've replayed that commercial. Craziness. <laughs> Absolutely. So we wanted to ask about a recent interview you had uh, and kind of a friendship that you have. You and Lou Mangello seem to be quite the bosom buddies. And uh, I just wanted to know about some insights into that relationship. We actually just had Lou on our show not too long ago, and he's such a great guy and such a great content producer. Uh, what's he like uh, behind the scenes from your perspective? Any of those moments you want to share? He is so wis wisdomatic. I don't think that's a real word, but that's he really word. is a great, nice guy. Uh, I mean, sometimes trying to get him to respond to me, I'd kill him because he's busy, but <laughs> he's like the master. So I kind of look up to him a lot more than he probably knows and more than I should say, because we give each other the hardest time. And sometimes he'll come up with insults to me that'll just, I will be right in my place. But uh, he's, he's, he is a, he is a great guy. And, Knowing him different on a personal level sometimes. Uh, okay, let's say I'm sitting down with him and we're going to do something. Once he starts in the Lou mode and he starts doing the podcast, stuff, I just sit back and I admire what I see. He's definitely more knowledgeable about information. Like, I'll tell you creative details and things about a ride, but he'll know the day it was built, the year it came out. Uh, he just knows some details that are just crazy to me that I just couldn't do. Like he calls himself the information station. He really is. I definitely am not. I will pass over and gloss over a million important details that he will not. That's but great. Yeah, he's, room for everyone. He's, <laughs> he's, fun, he's fun to eat with. My gosh. He makes me hungrier than I should be. 
Well, you know, he probably does this quite a lot, but I think Vanessa's really going to hold him to taking her to the boathouse when she yeah. goes down there. He, uh, and so, <laughs> you know, we'll have to get a report, but it's so much of that content that all of you put out, all of you vloggers and people that are doing shows, like Brett alluded to, up here in the Midwest, we uh, really we thrive on that sometimes. In fact, you know, um, at the time of this recording, we had a, a very odd day uh, yesterday. And, and some of us, <laughs> immediately, immediately, I was like, I need to go watch vlogs. Like, I need to, like, have this escapism. I need to, I need to get out of this. And so, um, you know, it's that kind of thing. I, I just hope you realize what what you do in those hours of editing really do pay off uh, tenfold to people that are able to absorb that content. And we thank you for that. That's great. Thank you. Usually you don't find out like you, you send the video out and you'll see it get views and you're like, wow, I, I have no idea what, you know, you look for a comment or two, a thumbs up. So to hear it is so nice and makes it all worth it. And I, I don't think I did it for that. Like I didn't do it to make money. I didn't do. So when it's your passion, it does pay off in a lot of different ways. Uh, if I could tell you one thing, there's something, there is a weird uh, benefit that came out of the videos that I didn't know and will surprise you, I think, too. The reason I filmed them and I was telling Brett and, I, and Vanessa so before that they were excited was I will show like the boarding of the ride, the ride itself, and then the unboarding, just because I like the process and I remember when I lived in New York and couldn't be there, I couldn't get to experience it. So I all of a sudden would have moms of autistic children and any children on the spectrum call and say, my son wouldn't go on Splash Mountain, but then he watched your video a hundred times, knew exactly what to expect. And when we got to the park, and I don't want to like get choked up, they went on Splash Mountain. And I was like, and they're just like, thank you for doing that. I'm like, well, you know, I, I take the thank you, but I, I didn't do it for that. But I am so glad that I know it now. So now I'm conscious when I do it that it's not just for the fans because I just wanted to see the the moving sidewalk because that was a big deal to me. But to know that people you know on the spectrum are using it in that way is amazing. And I never would have known that unless a bunch of them contacted me. So that's yeah. amazing stuff like that. It's like, wow. you know, uh, they all say, they all laugh that I'm the king of segues. It's like you're helping people find their dreams. So, Brett, I think you have our next question. Yes, Craig. Well, you were part of the Dream Finders documentary. I like that. Which I watched it again. What was that experience like? I mean, and and, and, the, and a follow-up. Um, I remember watching and listening to Ricky Reganti yeah. Yep. Yeah, on Inside the Magic uh, for a long time. And Anyway, are you in touch with him? How's he doing? So I, you know, I, I am. So, yeah. So both I am, those, I am so. in touch with him on Facebook, and I'll get to that in a second because I'll remember that. But, yeah, Dreamfires, I thought I knew it would be a special thing. I knew it would be very niche. There's going to be people that watch and go, what is going on here with these crazy people? And, uh, you know, I, I just I, – it was important for me because I wanted to tell people I was a kid that visited the Magic Kingdom at, like, five years old. And I said to my dad, I'm going to move there. I'm going to live there because that's how much. And he, my father, who loves Disney, says, you'll grow out of that. Don't worry about it. And then when I think I, I think it was 26 or 27 when I was finally able to, that's why I moved to Florida. So, you know, I did. That was a dream that went on from for a long time. So I was happy to show that in Dream Finders. And again, it's on YouTube. Uh, but we knew it was special, I think, as we were doing it. I remember having a lot of fun filming it. When I watch it now, I do think I'm a little obnoxious in it. I do. No. Okay, I'm glad you're oh, shaking your head. I, no. I, I don't think so. No. I just no. felt like it's I just... am loud and obnoxious. Like, John, shut up sometimes. No. <laughs> it's, it's hard to watch yourself. So, you know. It, it, we say so the same perception, thing. <laughs> 
Perception okay. is reality. So, you know, so okay. you're okay. So it's all good. Now with Ricky, first of all, I'm surprised where a lot of us all are. A few of us are still doing this. Lou and me, we're still doing our passion. Ricky, not. He he sold Inside the Magic and is no longer involved with it. And it's weird because when I did watch the Dreamfinders and they interview Ricky, he says, if you told me nine years ago or whatever that I would still be doing this, I would say you're crazy. And I remember thinking, he's not really into it. Because if you asked me nine years ago what I would be doing, I would tell you I'd be doing the same thing because I love it. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't know it, but that was foretelling that, you know, he enjoyed it and loved it. But the the whole process of it wasn't his passion. His passion was more making uh, what is it, whatever he's doing now. I forgot what it's called. They're like in uh, all kinds of different virtual re- immersive. These immersive, immersive. experiences. Yeah where you go into different worlds and stuff where mine would be, that's great, but I want Disney stuff. You know, I, I want it to be mostly Disney. Mm -hmm. Wow. Vanessa, you had a question uh, along with logging a bit. Um, So one of your playlists on your YouTube channel is Fox 35 in Orlando. What's it like to be a contributor to the local news as a Disney park vlogger and Disney expert? When they asked me to, I was nervous. I mean, when you go live and it's, Local news. I swear, I'm gonna. I hope, I hope you laugh. But I was like, what if you know a, a booger comes out of my nose or something? <laughs> it was really. And you know, what if they ask me a question that I totally don't know which has happened? Uh, but I have to say, now that I've done it a few times, I am. I love those people there. And I'm not gonna lie to you, Fox would not have been my first choice of network to <laughs> go on. But Fox 35 is definitely different uh, in that you know it's local. But uh, the people there are awesome. And it's not. It's really nice to. I used to go into the studio a lot there to do segments, and uh, those ladies are always so skinny. I just want them to plump up a little. <laughs> just give them a no, t-shirt, just, you know. Yeah, you know, they can have goals, you know. Just, just so that when I'm on the couch, it doesn't look like the letter, the, the number ten. <laughs> but uh, we've been doing it. We've been doing it virtually now for a little bit, and uh, that's, that humor. that's still fun. It is a lot of fun. I think you just killed Vanessa. <laughs> I love your humor. You're it's so true. funny. I, I feel like a Starbucks cake pop next to the their models, oh, basically. <laughs> oh, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. <laughs> oh, it's just so fun. Like the amount of content that you can put out there and the amount of content that that whole community has put out and all the vloggers and everything. Um, but you had a big announcement in late 2020 about a new website. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, forever, uh, I've tried to have a website. It never works the way I want it to. It's always that bigfatpanda.com connected to the YouTube channel. And I sort of settled into that's the way it was going to be. Now, with COVID and everything, I lost most of my income, which was travel-related. Again, when I started the YouTube channel and stuff, I didn't even know you could make money, number one, from YouTube. Number two, from any type of travel arrangement or sponsorship, I, you know, all these things came about. And I was like, oh, okay. So I had basically gotten out of whatever I was doing as a real business, which was a mystery shopping company that I put together. And then I started to do this full time. So then that went away and it wasn't even their fault. MouseFanTravel.com. No. You should look into them. Maybe they will sponsor you. Uh, <laughs> MouseFanTravel.com uh, owned by Becky Mankin wonderful company but you know during covid she's like john i'm so sorry what could we do so i still continued to do most 
advertising for her just in hopes that when they started back up, I would be back. Sure enough, I'm back in a lesser capacity, but for now, but still there. And that was a great thing. So I started a little old lady came outside inside of me. I call her Sophia. I started to do embroidery. What the heck? Who wanted to do embroidery? So that's what I do now. And I did that with uh, also selling Sensi. Which has a Disney component to it, which is pandasmells.com. So on bigfatpanda.com, I got to put a store up there. And I also started to put, you know, not things that you had to spend money on called panda points, which was if you watched a video or you do certain things, you can gain points. A lot of times when we go to these media events, we have tumblers and things they give us and stuff that we can give away. And I thought, okay. There's a lot of good prizes here. Some of them are worth a lot of money. So with the Panda points, you can redeem them for prizes and things. So, yeah, I developed uh, this website, which just, I think, it came out Christmas night. Wow. So it is just hot off the presses. Pretty That's new. really cool. Yes, yes. Uh, and the videos, are st- the videos are still there. <laughs> yeah. I have a limited pin of 100. There's 24 pins left. So I got to go make another, a different type of pin now. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Uh, we, you know, and that's, that's funny because um, I will say it's so nice to have some content coming out and some things to look at around the holidays, not, uh, you know, not to disparage anybody that likes to take time off around the holidays, but we uh, actually released our Rolly Crump interview on Christmas Day. And I know that Ooh. you've been working still, you know, like all these people that uh, it's just so nice to still have some content. Uh, it seems like some of the podcasts and things like that that I listen to, they're just coming back this week, which again is fine. But there's some of us that have been working. You know, <laughs> we don't judge <laughs> too much. We don't judge well, at all. Something, something interesting with Raleigh and Dreamfinders is mm-hmm. Raleigh Crump. Uh, I didn't know that he watched it. Number one, he did, and he wrote the director. And he actually said the part that really got me was when that panda guy spoke to his father on the ferry boat. So it was so nice. Just to, I never connected with him other than that. But it was so nice to know that Raleigh watched me talk to my dad and was touched by it and raleigh and his wife i think said they cried at that i was like oh my god that's great well yeah we you know um afterwards we'll have to talk about getting you in contact because it it is just such a great uh experience to get to talk to him for sure so brett you had a question that kind of leads into more of our conversation about what we wanted to have today with where the parks are and where they're going and all of that but you want to ask your question brett Sure. Well, you talked a little bit about this, but what has this past year been like for you? And did it bring you closer to um, to the Disney social media family? And when you and your first days back into the park, what was that like? And what's it like now? So I, let's, let's let's recap. Um, that's what's what this got, past I year been it. like for you? Okay. If I, <laughs> Sorry. If I miss, if I'm I miss sure it. you got it. So I'm just like going. I just throw it at you and you go, I'll answer that one. So <laughs> if I miss it, you remind me. First of all, the thought of Walt Disney World closing was like the thought of just nothing like, you know, it wasn't ever going to happen. There was no such way. And then when Disneyland closed, we were shocked and still the buzz was, but it'll never happen for Disney World. It's too big. It can't close. And then when they closed it, we were really shocked. So I went through a, I definitely went through a little bit of a depression. And if you haven't noticed, I'm not the depressed type. <laughs> so I went through like a whoa. And then, uh, you know, we all found outlets. We did virtual uh, viewing parties of rides using the videos. So I will say, I think I think maybe we did get closer social media wise. I mean, we were close because we were meeting everybody in the parks all the time. You know, when you had your friendship click or whatever it is. And 
I guess we all looked at what was the other person doing. If somebody was too quiet, we would check on them. Are you okay? We don't see you posting anything. You know, and I think we all went through this grieving process. When the park started to open up again, I'm Mr. Scaredy Cat. You know, the COVID virus is not, some people do great with it <coughs> and they're done. And then others, healthy or not, are dropping dead in the hospital and it's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you see that chubby people don't do good with it. It's kind of, no matter how healthy they are. So that's a, that was scaring me like, oh, great. You know, this is going to kill me, this this thing. So I did go back into the park. Uh, I think it wasn't, you know, I expected to go back the day it opened. I was like, I'm going to kiss the castle the minute it opens. I didn't. I was scared. So I went to the studios probably like a week later, and I did feel really safe. I noticed, you know, they were doing social distancing and the plexiglass and the restaurant where you ordered. They wouldn't let you in unless you ordered. And then when your food was ready, they let you in. I was like, okay. And I was with a bunch of people. We all had our masks on and then set set, set separately in the restaurant. So then I, you know, after two weeks of not getting sick, I was like, okay, I'll go back. It worked. And, it, you know, and then I went back a little bit more. I will say now because the numbers came back up, I'm a little bit more cautious about going back, especially since we're so close to the vaccine. But again, I think Disney did it. They really did it right with, you know, it's getting more crowded now, though. But they, the social distancing was there. And it you see everybody's always cleaning. I, I just looked around. I was like, they're always cleaning. So it just feels like they did it correctly. Um, what else did you ask me? Did I miss one? That was it. What's it like now? You said, you know, it's different yeah. than at the beginning, but you still feel. I, I mean, I've talked to people because I have, you know, friends that um, that's, that live there. And uh, they, you know, they say that they feel safer going to Walt Disney World than, you know, going to Publix, you know. I so totally, to totally store, agree with that. You know? So, yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, For totally those that, that hope to travel really, really, really soon. So, I yeah, I'm on my, I'm on my 20, 21st change modification. But I know my, but I know my, um, my Southwest um, frequent flyer number, you know, by memory now. So, yay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's, and I I really don't mean to like continually plug our stuff, but that's, we, we talked to Lou when we talked to him, it was about, about the parks reopening. And he said much of the same thing about, you know, the, that he did feel safe and that he felt safe enough to bring his family because initially he went in alone and then uh, kind of checked out the situation and all of that. So it's just good to hear that. And I know that people are starting to, that they have kind of upped the capacity. Um, and apparently during the holidays, they even hit that capacity a couple of times. But at the same time, it's it's one of those where it does seem like they're taking a responsible uh, path for this because in Florida right now, you really don't have restrictions. So they could, uh, at least that's my understanding as an Illinoisan, that you don't have many restrictions. Yeah. So they could they, open they really, up if they wanted to. They're being really, really responsible. Yeah. And yeah. especially knowing the financial destruction that they went through i'm surprised like and they're still talking about new things it's like you know i expected the money to be pulled back real quick and it certainly isn't in some areas look at entertainment got decimated uh but you know it's weird it still feels magical so i'm hoping the entertainment the live people come back the characters are still there in the cavalcades but i want the live people on main street to come back especially in the studios the citizens of hollywood I miss them mm. the most of anything. 
Yeah. 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 So gonna, have, you, have um, you guys interacted with them before? Oh my goodness, yes. They're so they're, great. <laughs> the, best, the best. I'm like going. I get. I get tongue tied, or I'm like going. I just you know smile. I'm like going. I I, I want to say something, you know, but but someday. they're so quick. They're so quick witted. Yeah, mean, they're fine, and that's that's their job is to take awkward, uncomfortable people and make them stars. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> do you so. do you guys remember Feud? It was a uh, Feud was a show on. What was it? Uh, the FX. two ladies. Yeah, yeah, what were right. the two Betty ladies with Betty Davis, Betty Davis and, and Joan Crawford? Right. So I saw the character in Citizens of Hollywood. I think her name is Desma Normand, as opposed mm-hmm. to Norma Desmond. Mm-hmm. And I called her Norma Desmond. She went, oh, copyright. And uh, <laughs> I, I asked her if she watched Feud, and she goes, oh, those two actresses. There's a video, actually, of this on, on YouTube. She goes, I taught them everything they know, but I missed that. They were so much fun to talk to. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because they almost like, it's like they went to dad joke you or something like that. They're so good with the puns. They're so, I mean, they come out uh, and they are just right on the top of their game. But you know, we've uh, certainly, it's a different year. We're looking forward to things and we're looking forward to be um, more optimistic and uplifting, right? So let's talk about that. And I, I actually wanted to explore, you mentioned something about like other vloggers checking in with one another. Have you developed a good friendship with anybody else you wanted to call out or you wanted oh. to mention that you hadn't, you met through this process? I don't know if I've met anyone new through this process because we sort of know each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, Stan Solo from the Grand Circle Tour podcast is a great guy. Michelle Atwood from Main Street Mouse. Uh, David Picciano from Now That's Disney. These are all people I, I did actually contact. A few, David, I did meet from during the pandemic, which turned into a really good relationship. Uh, but yeah, and I, we do a thing called TMSM LOL, the Main Street Mouse live on location. So that's a show that me and Michelle Atwood from the Main Street Mouse do at Disney Springs live in... Uh, House of Blues or Maria and Enzo's, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, things did come out of it. Um, well, and I, I think I worded the question uh, probably incorrectly. I just meant the process as far as you vlogging. Like, you know, are there friendships that have been developed over the years of you doing this? Not oh, in the oh yeah, 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 definitely, of course, yeah. I mean, people will say, I love your work, and then you'll collaborate with them, and they'll collaborate with you. You'll find out who doesn't like to collaborate, and then you, you know, you find good and bad in everything, like every everything else. Yeah, it's not cool. all Disney roses, but it usually, for the most part, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Vanessa? Yes. Okay, so let's say, hypothetically, you got the vaccine. 2021 is looking back up again. It's looking a little down right now, but we're back up. And so what are you looking forward to in 2021? <laughs> Uh, the transformation of Epcot still, uh, even though we might get it slower, uh, harmonious. I want to see what those barges are going yeah. to do. I am cautious because I thought that uh, I even forgot the name. I didn't like it so much. What was the yeah. big one over at Animal Epcot Kingdom? No, no, that oh, was Rivers yeah. of Light. Rivers, yeah, Rivers of, of Light was was you know advertised as the most spectacular thing on earth. And I think because of the issues they had, and then it had to first be Jungle Book, and then it just became a dud to me that never fully resonated. Uh, you know, it was beautiful, but it still, I, it was I was mad that, was was mad that the it, it two. It sort of took you away. I was mad that the two water screens could never connect, and the middle of the projection was always, I was like, please. Do something with that. So, but Harmonious looks much more major, a lot more money, a lot bigger. So I am cautiously optimistic on how amazing that could be. 
Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because you see this big barge just emerge uh, and it's going to be permanent there, but we don't see the fountain yet. So I think a lot of people, there's sort of a reaction online of like, oh my goodness, this thing is way too huge and all that. And I think maybe give it time, right? It's, it's Once always it becomes that- a fountain, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because you're talking and you can see it in sort of the concept art that they've released, but the, it looks incredible with that fountain going all day long. Uh, and it's kind of cool that they won't have to lower, you know, they won't have to raise and lower that walking path in order to get all these barges out every single night. It just makes sense, you know, to have it all there all the time. I agree. And and uh-huh. I am so excited about Harmonious as well because um, I never saw Epcot Forever. Actually, we haven't been down to the parks. We had, of course, much like everyone in the world, we had a trip planned for April and May of this past year, and that didn't work out. So, um, but we uh, hadn't been down there for a while. But the videos of Epcot Forever maybe left us wanting more. And I know that that was a temporary show. So yeah, Harmonious is going to be something that we're really excited about for sure. I agree. I, I love the kites, but you need like triple the amount to fill up that sky uh you know and again it, it was a temporary show i get that even ratatouille though i am really excited to see when yeah, yeah i'm like going well they need okay disney people if you're listening um you just you just had ratatouille the musical you are you are hot again you are hot again so open that attraction so everyone can go see it so i i agree um i i am happy you know and again there's a few things like the uh, Mary Poppins that you know, I still think that'll come one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really hope the festival center still happens. That three level thing they were going to build. Uh, I hope again, it's just on the back burner. What I'm really encouraged about, and this isn't talked about yet. I don't know if you've heard Tony Baxter talks a lot about now that journey into imagination pavilion. I know Brett, my heart. I know <laughs> you, you literally just we became Brett's best friend. Everyone. Gonna... We talked to, I, I grill. Okay. We okay. have talked to some Imagineers and I grill them. You know, we've talked. <laughs> they to, give I mean, very little. They give. I'm like going, little. I'm like going, you know, cause it was perfection to begin with. And that, then it was, you see, not. I'm, I'm old enough to know the old journey into imagination. And I remember I, think I went on it on opening day. It affected me as a child. I, I had to buy the figment teddy bear at the end of the ride. The second iteration of that ride was a blasphemous thing. The third one, which I think is what we have now, is still uh, it's it's mm-hmm. junk. There's no imagination uh, in it. So I can't mm-hmm. wait till they announce. And I would love if it was an original Dreamfinder figment type story. I look at something like Mystic Manor and I think can't we take that technology and do a Dreamfinder figment Something. attraction? Because that building is big. inside is big. You yeah. know, the, the 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 ride system is big. They can. I just hope they do something great with it. And when Tony Baxter teases that he wants to be involved again, I get really excited. So that mm-hmm. I am looking for. Back in the Magic Kingdom, I am looking forward to Tron. Uh, what else? You know, it's funny because, um, and I wanted to get your all response to this because I've noticed, you know, a couple of different Facebook sites and stuff like that that I, I follow, they've been doing polls about like, what attraction are you most interested in? And they put up their Ratatouille, Tron and Guardians. And it's funny because we have Ratatouille and we've have Tron elsewhere in the world. We don't have a Guardians, but almost consistently that's third on people's mind. And I wonder if that's because of maybe the ride through type videos that you do um, because 
people feel like they're so excited because they've seen this already and they want to I experience that. I think that's correct. I think seeing that canopy and watching the cars flow through it, and a lot of people aren't going to China to ride it. Mm-hmm. So I think they, they're excited about that. But yeah, Guardian scares me. I'll go on it. But it scares me because I don't know anything about it. I'm, I'm frightened of a spinning... <laughs> Did you see the the uh, little test of the ride? Yes, it, it basically that looks good. Gave, uh, Vanessa went into hyperventilation. I think. No. Yeah. What I love she is that no, but that. Vanessa, what's what's good? The spinning isn't random, so they can't. You can't like get into this swirl of you know vomitness. <laughs> you you want to? I bet? love these words. Truly, <laughs> I don't know. I'll show vomit. you. Right. I'll show you vomit. <laughs> you have to try it. You have to try Projection. it once, Vanessa. Yes. All right. Oh All right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't. We did the Guardians of the uh, Galaxy mission breakout, and she has yet to recover. Oh, Van- yeah. but that's an up and down, Vanessa. It was awful. I thought I was going to die. I was in a fetal position, and Brett told me. I just telling Brett the whole way onto the ride. I'm like, Brett, I really don't think I can do this. He's like, Oh, it's not so bad. It's, it's not, not that so bad. bad. It was. It was bad. <laughs> You're a liar. You okay. you hadn't done Tower of Terror. I'm assuming. I no, did when I was a child, but I don't remember it being that okay. frightening. It was. Yeah, awful. Well, it's, it's actually okay. I can't really say anything, but it's funnier and and you laugh a lot, and that's how you get. So you didn't laugh; you panicked. You just have to laugh a yes, lot. Yes, when you think you're going to when die. When is this over? <laughs> you know. So. Anyway, sorry. Uh, and, uh, so a lot of us, Brett has been able to experience it, but I still haven't gone to Galaxy's Edge. And even as a Star Wars fan, I'm looking forward to, if we go down to the parks this year, being able to experience that and particularly Rise of the Resistance. And I know that this has been covered and covered and covered, but, you know, like, can you give us some of your thoughts on how they've done Galaxy's Edge? Are you a Star Wars fan to begin with? And, and what was that experience like going there? I would say I was on a scale of one to 10, I was a three for Star okay. Wars fandom. But with Disney and watching the Disney movies, I'm probably at an eight now. Mm-hmm. And with Mandalorian, I might even be a nine. I'm, yeah, I, and I like that the Mandalorian brought people into it that might not otherwise be. Uh, so I, when they talk about those characters walking around galaxies, I'm like, please just do it. Just give me what yeah. I want. I don't care about your canon timeline just fix it make it that they fit in that there's a portal that they walk through and it fit in the same way people are like how can the princess and the frog fit into you know adventureland and i'm like you're in a place where there's a mouse four foot tall stop it we can figure out a way to make this all work in any event thank you for can my make rant. it a pretty rapunzel toilet area so that, you know exactly sorry. if you ever want to if you ever want a platform for disney rants you know uh where to go and and if you need a if you need a uh buddy to talk about journey to imagination to you just direct oh message gosh. brett and he'll talk to you any time of day brett, brett this guy wakes my... up at four in the morning okay so. brett, brett it's my passion project that i oh i want to gosh. see i can't wait to see it change. You guys have had Ron Schneider on the show, I'm sure, right? No, mm-hmm. we no. haven't. Okay. Well, Mr. I, I know Ron. <laughs> I, I, know, yeah, I, know. I know him well if you need a push, you know, and that's the original Dreamfinder. And he has yeah. the greatest stories. His story of when they were building Journey into Imagination, I'll say this quick, and that they were building the Dreamfinder animatronic and he was still in costume at night and he walked through one day and freaked out the people. Like it looked like the animatronic had just walked into around my- the building. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But just getting back to Galaxy's Edge, I love it. I really do. I think 
you know, the, the Millennium Falcon ride may not be an e-ticket trick, but it is a lot of fun. And people that are like, I don't care. I don't want to go on it. I've pulled them on it. And when they're done, they're like, that was great. So it is good. And then Rise is really just a weird experience. It's a weird experience. If you get to experience it from pre-show to ride to end, you feel like you left the planet and not just in a funny, jokey way, almost in like, a, I just went through an, ex- an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's more than just the ride vehicle from the interrogation chamber to the whole thing. It's, yes. it's definitely yes. an experience. Yeah. Yes. And Mickey and Minnie's yes. runaway railway. You haven't done that yet. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I loved uh, the great movie ride. I mean, I really did. That was my mom's favorite. She's passed. So it made me sad when they, I cried when they closed it that, you know, I can't remember her from it anymore, but I got to tell you what they did with that building and the replay value of the ride. And depending upon where you sit, it is a different ride and you see different things that you can't see in the other car because the animation has ended by the time that other car gets there. So it's great. Now you wow. said uh, going back into the Star Wars fandom, they've they've taken you from a three to an eight. Does an eight gets you get you on the Star Cruiser hotel cruise thing that they've got going on, or not quite yet? Listen, I, first of all, if I had to pay for it, I have to see how much it costs and if I can afford it. Uh-huh. Pre-COVID, I probably would have tried to pay it. Now I got to think a lot more deeply. I mean, yeah, after COVID, uh, because of you know financial reasons. But I will say that doing a lot of stuff with the media. If I don't get an invite to that, after getting invited to so many other things, I will be on the phone with them, like trying to push my way in there for one <laughs> night. So I really hope to get to experience that at some point. But yeah, I'm excited about that. I look at the building from the outside and I, I can't tell. It, I feel like it should be bigger, but they tell me, nope, there's going to be big rooms in, you know, not the, the room where you sleep in, but right. big public areas. And it's supposed to be a great experience and I can't wait. Because it's such an immersive experience, you'd think that they'd have lots of previews, like media previews or cast previews, that sort of thing. So there might be, you know, ways to get there. Because if they're having actors portray these parts, you know, they're going to have to have a lot of rehearsal and ready for anything. So I there agree. you go. Yeah. They, they've, been, they've had like Lou and I on a cruise and it was amazing. So the next time they come out with a new ship, I joke around with them and I'm like, I, I can't, I don't even know what it's like. I'd have to experience it again. Sorry. I can't even tell you. I don't remember it. I have to see it again. So yeah, <laughs> we, we give a little hints on, please take us, please. <laughs> do this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I was going to say, uh, they have not announced an opening for it, but you've seen the outside of the building. We've seen some of the pictures of the inside and some concept art. Do you think it's 2021? You think it's 2022? What does your heart say? My heart says early 2022, and that's just a guess. For all I know, it could be late 2021. I still say early 2022. Yeah, yeah. I think that that seems, it almost feels right, I guess, uh, because that way you can kind of make sure you can really pack those uh, first few weeks and months and build that anticipation and all of that for sure. Um, And by that time, the vaccine should be widespread too. Absolutely, absolutely, for sure. Any other things that you're really looking forward to? We spent a lot of time in Hollywood Studios and in Epcot. Anything in uh, Animal Kingdom, just experiences that you like, or Magic Kingdom that you're looking forward to getting back to more regularly in 2021? You know, I love Animal Kingdom. I don't know of anything new really coming for them, mm-hmm. right? There's a, they had their... Yeah, it's kind of like cyclical, right? The parks kind of go through phases. We had Animal mm-hmm. Kingdom, and then we had Hollywood Studios, and now Epcot. And so I guess maybe do they go back to, you know, fantasy, New Fantasyland is, what, 10 years old now at this I point, know, right? right? So, is it already? I Ooh. think it might be. Around there, yeah. 
or seven or eight. So I, it's almost like it's a cyclical thing. It seems like I don't know. I just wish Joe Rody would have fixed the Yeti before he retired. Somebody. <laughs> That's why he retired. That's why he retired. He was yeah. tired of hearing about it. Brett, did you do you remember it when he when he moved? It was amazing. Oh yeah, I yeah I think yeah, oh yeah it was because he would, would like swipe at you yes. as you were going down as you were going down the uh, the big hill there the big yeah drop there Craig and he Vanessa would, like, did swipe, you you'd have to like go uh, yeah. I would always uh. duck even though I knew he's not gonna get I would have to duck Craig sure. and Vanessa do you know did, no did you, you know it it, see I, so the no, the truth no. of the matter is I didn't really get into the parks until about seven years ago because that's when my friends took me for the first time and then I got hooked but I would say expedition I was telling this to my wife because I have this really hard thing about naming my favorite ride because everybody asks you right uh which by the way, we might ask you here in a second, but uh, the I would have to say, honestly, I think when I really dig deep, I think Expedition Everest truly is my favorite ride. Um, I love so many other rides there, but I know like it's that tactile when people are going backwards, like on your videos that, that I watch, when they're going backwards down the tunnel. And I, I know what that feeling is. I know that feeling in my gut. And it's like one of the best feelings ever. So, you know. What is anyway. happening? Yeah. But no, I never experienced the Yeti. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it moved oh, a gosh. lot. Like, it growled and you saw it for a good amount of time. And it had a large, and the big arm would come over the thing. It was great. It was really effective. And it would definitely make me ride it more often had if he was functioning yeah. correctly. I just get depressed now seeing him knowing he's broke, doing not much. Dis- well, they call him disco, isn't it? Like disco, disco Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of like, well, I mean, I'd heard, you know, you hear different things, but I mean, it, it it's, it's such a gargantuan, you know, animatronic that it almost like it has its own building, you know, or yep. something. You Apparently know, and it that, has that to be they would have down. to like, yeah, everything would have to be shut down for a, a long period of time, but. You know. They never, they never banked on the cement uh, block that he's on to ever crack it, hmm. and apparently his movement just caused enough, you know, over and over and over to crack it that they couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, that'll be. Yes. I mean, if they do ever go back and fix that, that's got to be a, a very long refurb. So, uh, so hopefully, I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? I'd rather be able to experience the ride, and so maybe uh, refurb isn't uh, enough for me, but. Any final thoughts on what you're looking forward to in 2021? And then we do have a couple of rapid fire questions we want to get to uh, towards the end here for you. Just, you know, to see what they can do. I want to see crowds back. I want to see fireworks back. Uh, There is something about, you know, it's weird when there's crowds, you say, oh gosh, I wish the crowds weren't here. And then when you do visit and it's empty, you're like, this is just spooky. And you want, there is something about the energy of the fun from the people that does make it fun. Not when it's overwhelming, but when it's, you know, the kids laughing and the people having a good time, there is that, that camaraderie together, but fireworks and shows and big spectacles. I look forward to Fantasmic again and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. sure. Hugging, hugging characters. Oh yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I have to uh, ask a quick question. I was looking when I was looking at your videos that you went to Disneyland for the first time in 2018. Yeah. Yep. So, what was your Disneyland experience like? Okay, I expected to be like, not not my castle, not my place, and I did do that about the castle, but I loved it. I did love it. I don't want to change it. I don't want to live there and change my Disney World, but there was something about being in that fantasy land 
and just being able to go on old rides like Mr. Toad that I and even their little Alice in Wonderland ride. My I could oh my stay gosh. on that I could stay on that dark ride for at least two days and don't take me yeah. off. Yeah. Just it was intimate. I felt like I could reach out and touch things. It was adorable and the little coming out and going around and going back in. I I went I wish we had that here. Yep. And oh, I, lo- oh, I and, loved it. And the upgrade that Disney World needs to um, Peter Pan's flight is the whoosh sound. Oh, everything. You know? All the all the lights. Right now Thank the Peter you. Pan the Peter Pan in Disney World, the queue almost outweighs the ride. Yes. They need to Add some of those elements into the ride. It would be great. I almost got the crucified whoosh. on this for saying that to Craig. He was like, how well, dare you say that? I'm like, no, Disneyland okay. is so much better. And All it's right. shorter. Well, here's, here's the deal. I don't, um, I, Peter Pan's Flight is one of those that's in my list because it has such a, uh, my son, when he was born, um, Peter Pan, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly was the only thing that calmed him down. So I love Peter Pan. I already love the ride. And so I have not been to, now these two will tease me about it. I have not been to Disneyland yet. And so I, um, I'm excited to check it out, but I did not want people disparaging my Peter Pan's flight. It, so won't shake, it doesn't, it doesn't change the attraction really. It doesn't alter it. It just adds, it enhances it a little bit. So That's, it's not really ever going to change the, I, I understand what you feel you know, with those things. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's it's I, sacred. I really they won't kill it, but they have to just, just plus it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Brett, you um, have a list of rapid fire questions for us. Oh boy. I like yes. this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And okay. I, I need to ask you about D23 at some point too, because we have a drinking game. Just kidding. Um, but anyway, have you, anyway, have you ever been to D23? No, I have not. Excellent. I want to go. Okay. I've been to the contemporary one every time yeah it's here but i've never gone out to california i hear horror stories that you can't get into things and i've i've gone twice i you know i'm a big fan and i didn't go until 2017 and you know slept on the floor the night you know the night before i mean each night i did all that you know well anyway someday you i think you would enjoy it i probably would so okay rapid fire here we go and these are kind of you know quick I don't need to explain rapid fire. Sorry, I just did. That's what rapid um, fire means. <laughs> he mansplained. Yeah, he well, did. Anyway, favorite to Disney my film. World. Oh, please. Favorite Disney film, Snow White. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, favorite. Oh, and it can be, and you can have more than, you are good at rapid fire. Really I'm, like going, I'm like going, you're really good. Yeah, okay, well, and you can also have live, okay, favorite Disney live action. Oh, favorite Disney live action. Uh, Cinderella. Yes, oh, very good. it's so okay. good, right? So okay. good. Mm-hmm. Favorite attraction at Walt Disney World? Haunted Mansion. Mm. Favorite attraction at Disneyland? Alice in Wonderland. Mm. Favorite extinct attraction? Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh. Um, favorite Walt Disney World restaurant? Actually, I'm going back to that. Alien. Let's Encounter. go back. Alien oh, Canada. Wasn't that so scary? Oh. It was <laughs> great. Intense. It was great. Great. It was great. Okay. Well, you can have both. You know. We're okay, easy. I'm taking both. Um, favorite Walt Disney World restaurant in the parks. In the parks. Vianopoli. That is such a great answer. I love I love the yeah. community. I love the ginormous pizza. Sorry, I'm ruining the rapid fire now, Brett. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, favorite Walt Disney World resort 
or Disney Springs restaurant? Polynesian Resort, Disney Springs restaurant, Maria and Enzo's. Mm. Or Boathouse, but Maria and Enzo's. All right. I have a question. Again, sorry, Brett, ruining this. Okay. I have not been to the Edison, but I was really pumped about it when it was being built. Is the Edison cool? I love the Edison. Okay, good. And the food at the Edison is awesome, actually. Which I, it's I, owned it's owned by the same people that own Marie and Enzo's. It's Patina Group. Same people that are doing the Space 220. Yeah, and see, we love Yak and Yeti, and I know that they own that too. Um, my wife, in particular, loves the whole speakeasy thing and all of that. Yep. We'd love to do that, but we just haven't had a chance. Oh, my gosh, Yak and Yeti. I miss that. That. Yeah. Oh, that's her yeah. favorite. That's I think that that's probably her favorite restaurant. And controversially, we also love Ohana. Uh, people seem to dog on Ohana a bunch, but we love it. <laughs> so, no, I thought Ohana gets really good reviews from people. Yeah, around. people kept saying that it's the service and all that, but I don't experience that. They they, they think that that you get rushed through. I think that they just bring you food when you need it, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I've never I've never had anyone throw me out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, rapid fire again. Uh, favorite snack. I'm going with that egg roll, cheeseburger egg roll, because it's not really a meal. It's a snack. Good. Okay. Hmm. Adventureland, cart, almost always there. Yep. I always liked the, my turn. I always liked just the, uh, just the, just the vegetable egg roll. So I have not had, but I've not had that. So. No, the vegetable one is awesome too. I agree. Do they still have that? Because it's not on. I Probably haven't not. seen that. I haven't yeah. seen it. But they do rotate. Sometimes they're like That's okay. a Cuban one and something else. They do rotate them. I'll try the cheeseburger one. And it's not about me. Um, it's about you right now. Okay. Okay. Here's the, here it oh, is. No, no, no. What's your? Do you have a favorite Disney magic moment? Yes, I do. Oh, this this isn't rapid fire though. But I'll make it. That's okay. No, no, that would. Okay. You know, I'm, that's kind I of was a little walking, of a wrapper upper there. Okay. So. I was walking into the great movie ride, and at that point, I still had been to Disney a lot, so I thought I pretty much know a lot of stuff. They proved me wrong. Standing there is clearly a real guy, looking like a plumber, next to an absolute. You know, you can see it's a fake uh, figure. That looks like a crash test dummy dressed as a plumber. You could see the bolts in the chin on the fake guy, and you could see the fake eyes and the plasticiness of his skin, and the, you know, you just knew it was a figure, and you knew the other guy was dressed to look like this figure. So I, being a smart aleck at the time, said, it's very clear who's the real dummy and who's the fake guy here. And the real guy left. And the fake one came alive and said, don't always think you know what you're talking about. Squirted me with water. And that was. (laughs) So they had literally dressed someone up to look like a fake one and then had what you would think was a fake one. But he was also real just to throw people off. And I thought, thank you, Disney. You Uh... still you still gave me magic. And I was laughing for a good two hours after that. That's that is awesome. Fun. Oh, that's awesome. That is, fun. That is so <laughs> awesome. Well, I cannot start to thank you enough uh, for the time that we've had with is you it today. An hour? Wow. Yeah, it's it's gone by so quick, right? But we want to make sure that you plug uh, your content. People need to go out there and just experience this because, like, you know, Vanessa mentioned it earlier. Your humor is so great. You have so many wonderful people on your show, which is a a live show that happens on Tuesday nights. Correct? Tuesday nights, eight p.m. Eastern time. Yes. 
That's awesome. So yeah, go ahead and plug uh, plug away, please. It's really now it's bigfatpanda.com pretty much leads to everywhere. Uh, hopefully when you visit it using what I, the graphics that a nice Disney artist did for me, you can feel my personality in the new website. So just visit bigfatpanda.com and click around. And I thank you guys so much. This was really a lot of fun. I hope we do this again. I don't want to leave. Oh, yeah, sir. Oh, well, sure. Thank you. Uh, yeah. We're going to work on our, we're going to work on getting some embroidery for our logos. We're going to have <laughs> yes. uh, our, our Beyond the Mouse embroidered set. <laughs> I will do that. I can do that. Game. Oh. I, I, I got a small business loan, got a $14,000 embroidery machine and a little small one. So we're good to go. Oh, that oh is, wow. I love it. That hey. is actually really great. Hey, so, wow. That's wonderful. One of those well, 10 needle monsters that I always was like, I want one. And now ooh. I have one. Like, it scares me. I think it's going to kill the cats though. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of it. It Let is me, that once. It's intimidating. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, thank you again so much for being thank on. You and uh, it's just been wonderful. So thanks. Thank you guys very much. What a fantastic interview talking to John Panda, Big Fat Panda today. Uh, it's just so much fun because he, uh, you know, he exudes that love of Disney and you can really tell uh, how much it means to him and how much it means to us that he produces this content for us. So Vanessa, I think, uh, first of all, have you caught your breath? You were hyperventilating several times. Your laughter was just like kind of contagious over there in your little Zoom box. So go ahead and tell us your thoughts about John. I can't help it. I find him to be so, so funny. I just, um, I mean, he's already funny the way he says things, but then when he adds, yeah, that little bit of an East coast accent on top of it, man, that always just kills me. And I, I'm, I was just having trouble breathing and you can always tell I'm having a good time when I don't say much. And I'm just going smiling like a schmuck going, ah, yeah, you're so funny. You're so great. So anyway, yeah, I had a great time with this interview. I love his love of Disney and, Gosh, what a nice guy. We're so lucky to have so many nice people on here. How lucky are we? You know, and we get to talk to these people before and after the interview, and they're just so genuine. It's like uh, like what he said about Lou and like how um, he has this friendship with Lou Mangello, and he's just so great and get, you know, that it's cool that all the vloggers kind of check in on each other. You know, I caught that from the interview, and that's really neat that they all have this little community of people. There's not uh, it's not seen as rivalries or looking for the subscribers. They do a lot of things together and they put together great content for sure. It's really a really cool thing to do. So Brett, your thoughts on the interview? Well, I mean, as, as someone who does ed- video editing, the vast amount of work that he puts into everything and it's, and it's such a, it's such a high quality. I'm impressed by that. And then he's a hilarious and so easy to talk to. I, and, you know, and, and he's a fan. So we're all talking the same language and just having a good time. So yeah, it's just that so, was fun. So, so easy fun. to talk. To, I think that's the key is like, it's just, just so easy to talk to him because he's just so nice and so fun. So I well, and he mentioned it too, that the time just flew by, you know, and yeah. it, it really was great to get to speak to him. We were thankful for his time. Uh, and hopefully maybe in the future, we'll get to have him back. That would be really exciting. He did yeah. invite all of us to make sure we message him when we head to the parks. Vanessa, your table at the boathouse is really becoming very cool. So you've got Lou, you've mm-hmm. got John. Now mm-hmm. we need to get you a couple other vloggers and you can really have just the have best dinner ever. Big, wow. big party. I'm going to have a big party. I'm going to say, see mom, I do have friends. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. 
That's so fantastic. Oh, and sorry, Brett, you were not ready for him to actually rapid fire answer your rapid fire question. He was, was so yeah. good. I'm like that going, so- I'm like, like, <laughs> he wasn't mansplaining. I'm just like going, you know, you were just so caught off guard. It was like, here's Brett. Okay. I'm going to give you the rapid fire. And then John's going, vroom, and Brett's still going, I'm going to give you the, wait a minute. Did you just answer? Wait, just okay. Happened. That is, that was rapid. That was that very was rapid. Good, good job. <laughs> Like going, well, he I would don't, be great I, I don't at Jeopardy. The, <laughs> right there on the clicker. Yeah, the clicker. I don't yeah. get to do rapid fire so much, so that was fun. I enjoyed yeah, it. So. For sure. And we didn't ask him about, you know, the question, but that's okay. Because he, because, because um, neither the, neither the turkey leg or um, the Dole Whip was his favorite, so he's safe. You know, he's he's Switzerland. He found mm-hmm. the right answer for that you know i still i still don't i still don't know if turkey leg and dole whip should be put in the same category no, up no, against each other. this is this is wrong this is wrong let me just stop here because brett is trying <laughs> to get out of the real question which is is a turkey leg enjoyable by by pairing it with a dole whip everybody loves a dole whip like that pairing it with like the most iconic you know that's not fair disney Dang out yeah. there, right? The one question know, is you either like the turkey leg or you good, don't like you know? the turkey leg. Don't don't bring in the other snacks. Don't oh, bring the other snacks into this. It's twenty twenty one and this and the joy continues. Do you like controversy? Do you like the little mermaid or do you like Atlantis? This is <laughs> this is what you're doing. <laughs> they both can exist. It's fine. Yes, they can. But we know who you really want to be with. <laughs> what do you want to watch? Who you want to anyway? Oh, I would it's a whole I would, thing. I'll tell you what, as we wrap this up, I would not want to be in a Zoom box between any other people. So thank you uh, so much for everything. And thank you to John. I really recommend that everybody go check out bigfatpanda.com. I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, we were joking about embroidery, but who knows? I might go and try to get some embroidery from this guy uh, for sure. I love a good polo, a nice embroidered polo. Think about that for D23, Brett. You, you'd really oh, be, well, pop hey. for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> real official. Oh, so, wow. Uh, just excited and excited for the content that he's going to be bringing out. Speaking of content, we have so much great content coming for you uh, every single week this month. And we're excited to continue to bring that content to you every Friday. And we do recommend that if you're a fan of John and you listen to us for the first time because of this interview, go back and listen to some amazing interviews that we were able to have last year. We also have some great film reviews. We talk about the parks. It's just a fun experience. So go check it out. Do all the things podcasts ask you to do, including liking and subscribing and telling your friends. And in particular, I wanted to ask that everybody listening to this, if you have five seconds, go and leave a review for us, particularly on Apple Podcasts, because that really does help us out. uh, And it would be great to hear from you. You can always contact the show at beyondthemousepod at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media, Beyond the Mouse Podcast on Facebook, and then also Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram as well. And we do, we finally did it. We signed up for Twitter. So we have a Twitter. Our oh, Twitter wow. is <laughs> Beyond Mouse. Just easy. Beyond Mouse. That's all you have to do to search for us on Twitter so you can find us there. And uh, it's a great kind of Disney community on Twitter that I wasn't aware of uh, because my Twitter is all doom scrolling. So I'm glad that we're switching it up a little bit uh, here in the new year for you. I'm excited to share what we have coming up, but we can't quite yet. So be on the lookout on all the social media platforms. And that's a heck of a tease, right? 
So uh, I'm excited for what we have coming and what we have coming up this year. And again, thank you so much to John for coming on and talking us today. For Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Maybe the front row of Harmonious, right? Oh, that'd be so nice. I hope we're there before that. Harmonious Harmonious is like, that's like the anti-Beyond the Mouse podcast, right? Are we Harmonious, guys? Oh, we're harmonious. We're hilarious. If we're a chord, we're probably diminished. (laughs) Music theory joke. (laughs) Where else can you get that? I don't know. Maybe we could be augmented. We're augmented. I'm like going, we're augmented. We have guests. Well, I didn't study music much. It was just my minor. Oh. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. (laughs) You're getting us into a lot of trouble. Let's spin that. (laughs)